Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, welcome back to Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. I'm your host, Valeria, and today's guests are Lina and Louise Guarin. They are the husband and wife duo behind Stivali New York, a woman's leather footwear label founded in 2016. Designed in New York and handcrafted by artisans in their family's atelier in Colombia, Stivali New York offers shoes that are sophisticated and stylish without sacrificing comfort. In this episode, Lena and Luis talk about moving to New York from Colombia with literally $100 in their pocket to start their business. They share how their culture and family values inspire their designs and business, as well as their advice for entrepreneurs and much more. Let's get into the show. Lena and Luis, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm excited to talk about your journey to founding Stivali, New York. But first, can you tell me how the two of you met? We met in Colombia. We were actually at the same university. We went to school for finance. After two years into the career, we met actually dancing close by. And then it was like we were soulmates. We realized that our grandparents knew each other. And actually, Colombia is a big country of uh, about 49. Yeah, in between the 40 and 49 million people. Yeah, Yeah. it was a beautiful story. And here we are, 10 years, 11 years later. 11 years later. That's awesome. Where where in Colombia did you say that y'all are from? We're from, I am from Bogota. And I am from Tunja, a city close to Bogota. And our grandparents actually met from a different town. So again, it's it's really, 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 really right. Meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you in your lives and careers before founding your business, Diwali New York? Well, as a child, I grew up in my family's atelier, playing, learning, and sharing with the artisans behind the shoes, in stores, in trade shows, and all the remarkable people in this beautiful industry. This know-how and passion in the shoe business shaped our journey to conceive our label based in New York City. And also in Colombia, I work at IBM. Then when we when we moved here, I work in restaurants, real estate, like everything to save money towards building our dream. What was the moment that inspired you to go into business together and create the company that you have now? Again, we were like soulmates, but additionally, we shared this love for fashion. And with my background, it felt like we were life partners and then we wanted to truly be business partners. So dating, finishing school together, and then deciding to move away from our families to immigrate to the U.S. gave us a strong foundation. When we looked into starting our business, we already had our family's family's legacy to uphold and to show the beautiful Colombian craftsmanship through our label. 
Actually, uh, Luis's passion for his family's craft and my lifelong interest in the fashion industry, I literally always wanted to study something related with fashion, but I didn't have the support from my parents to follow that dream. They wanted, they wanted me to study something related with business. So it was destiny, what, like, what you said, like it was meant to be. His dream really became our dream together and our love for each other made it easy to go into business together. That's awesome. And I definitely want to get in more into um, just asking a little bit about how that partnership works being, you know, a couple and also business partners. But before we get to that, can you tell us about the brand that you've created together and what does Diwali New York offer that sets it apart from other luxury footwear brands? So we offer high quality leather footwear at an attainable price point, something we consider accessible luxury. We identified a gap in the leather footwear industry. Consumers did not have easy access to affordable, comfortable, and high quality leather footwear. They will have to sacrifice quality or to pay a high price tag. So we envision aspirational yet attainable and wearable collections as we believe that footwear should be sophisticated in design and ethical to wear. And we see Stivali as a symbol that elevates diversity and empowers the person that wears it and the artisans behind each shoe. We want women to feel empowered and comfortable in our shoes. As a woman, I can confidently say that if you are comfortable, you are confident. And that is a fact. Yes, there's nothing worse than like being in a pair of heels or high heeled boots that you can't even walk in. It's like it doesn't matter how pretty they are. (laughs) Can you tell me the the meaning behind your name, Stivali? Absolutely. That is Italian for boots. It's a name that has been used in my family over years. We wanted to bring the legacy of the name to the U.S. to create a worldwide label under Stivali, New York. And people relate Italy with good craftsmanship. And sometimes here in New York, people think because our quality is so good that we're an Italian brand. And sometimes they don't even want to ask the price point. No, they tell us actually, oh God, you guys look so expensive. And we're like, no, let us share our story and hold the perks of uh, doing business with us. We are proudly made 100% in Colombia in our family's atelier. That's the best compliment you can receive, right? Is when someone tells you that it looks so expensive, it means, you know, the quality is there and all the work the artisans are putting into it really shows. They look amazing, but actually um, they feel even better. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, tell me about your move from Colombia to New York. What was it like making that move together to start your company? And can you share any challenges um, that you had to overcome during that process? Yes, absolutely. The whole journey has been full of obstacles along the way, yet we see each one more as an opportunity to grow and be better. Just to name a few, there was the language barrier, I think you can tell, (laughs) (laughs) a lack of knowledge about how the fashion industry worked in the US and family conflict, as they were really not happy about us uh, moving to the US and leaving everything behind to start from zero. We moved to the city literally with $100 in our pockets and we truly had to hustle for our dreams. Leaving our family was very, very hard. 
we basically had to start from zero to learn English, networking, and starting a life and a friend together. In Colombia, we had our degrees and an established career. So to come here and start over was super, super challenging, but 100% worth it. We are stronger for having gone through this as people, business owners, and husband and wife. Yeah, we were aiming for the American modern dream. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm sure having each other during that time was really beneficial. Yes, definitely, definitely. When I am feeling like sad or something like that, he's the one that tells me, Lina, let's do this. You can do it. And like vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. Well, I know you said you worked multiple jobs to save money to start this business. Can you tell me any other first steps you took to launching your business and getting it off the ground in New York? So thinking in terms of business, but on a student budget without our family support, we researched and visited the biggest fashion trade shows in Las Vegas and in New York. We saw these amazing brands from all over the world and coming from a shoemaker's family, it felt like we belonged there. We felt that founding a label based in New York was also the perfect opportunity for us to work with our loved ones and support each artisan in our family's atelier. Actually, we had samples made and some inventory and we would literally sleep in our apartment surrounded by boxes of shoes, literally. They were in the closets under the bed, literally stacked up. Uh, we will go around with our samples to get feedback and pitch them to people. So it was a, a journey. It was a journey. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Can you tell me like throughout that startup journey, what was the most difficult part and what was the most exciting? Well, the most difficult absolutely will have to be when we first arrived to New York in 2016 and with no money, well, $100. But we had a million, a million dreams to accomplish. So we started from scratch as immigrants without knowledge of the culture and the fashion industry in the US. We took over retail, restaurant, and real estate jobs simultaneously in order to finance Stivali, New York. The most precious stones truly, if you see it in other way, have to go through under high temperatures and top environments to get the value they have today. That, that is the way we like to see it. The most exciting part was seeing the brand grow. When people start to realize your brand exists is so, so exciting. Having the opportunity of seeing a lot of women feel beautiful, empowered, and confident with our shoes is one of the most exciting and priceless part from our journey. Of course, receiving compliments while wearing the shoes from our brand is truly the most exciting thing. Whenever I am strutting in Sivali and you receive a lot of compliments that, oh my God, I love your <laughs> shoes. Oh my God, that is so amazing. I think your story is so inspiring of like all the perseverance you had to go through to get your company to where it is now. And I'm curious, like during those hard times, what was it that kept you going to like pursue your dream, even though at times I'm sure it felt like a struggle or even impossible. Can you tell me about that? It truly is actually a love story. Love for each other, love for our family, the artisans. Doing the business was going beyond simply a business and 
thinking about how to support them, how to do things better, how to be successful, not only for us, but truly for every single person that is behind the journey, behind what we do. We had like some times when we just wanted to quit and we received, I don't know why, like live. Destiny again. Yeah, destiny again, like a, a deal or a new client, like a huge client. And we are like, oh my God, what is this? Like, No, many times it could have been ma a massive like signal from the world, from Destiny. And others were like one single order online that made us like, okay, now we can do it. Small and big inflection points where we received a little push from life to yes. tell, tell us, guys, keep moving forward. Yeah, that's so important. Those like little glimpses of hope, right? Where you can start to see like, okay, if I just keep going, this will work out. But it's like allowing yourself to believe that it's happening for a reason and not getting bogged down by like the hardships, sort of looking at the positives instead. Yeah, It's all about perspective. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, can you tell me what your company and team look like today compared to when you started? When we first started, it was us and our dog Sashita, our beautiful baby, <laughs> taking on the whole world together. We were running the business out of our apartment, just the two of us. And in 2020, we opened our flagship store slash showroom in the middle of the pandemic. And yes, it was super challenging, but one of the most wonderful experiences. We had made every single detail at the showroom and now we have a team of about seven people in New York City and our atelier is expanded at a daily basis. We are still growing and have experienced super amazing blessings and an amazing team that really understand our mission. In terms of Colombia, our Colombian atelier employs over 60 people directly our artisans are compensated above local minimum wages, offered health insurances and retirement plans. When people shop from us, they elevate these people's lives and the families they represent. Our team in Colombia is over 50% women heads of households. Our Colombian brand, as I was telling you, is an extension of our family, literally and in spirit. That's amazing. So it's like the kind of environment you grew up with is what you're creating, but on your own version now, like making sure that everyone's taken care of those family values have carried over. That's really, that's really inspiring to see. Yes, that is really important for us. We'd really like to treat our clients and our team members as part of our family. Yeah, good for you. That's a lot of growth in just a couple of years to employ so many people and help them provide for their families. That's really awesome. It is yes. the most fulfilling uh, feeling yeah. ever. Because of work, we go often to Colombia. And seeing them with the happiness and gratefulness, it's, it's priceless. When we first spoke, you told me that your storefront was actually an idea that came about during the quarantine in 2020. Despite the strict lockdowns that were occurring in New York at the time, what kept that dream of the storefront alive for you? And like, what is its ultimate purpose? Okay, as of 2020, 99% of our business was wholesale, but COVID hit our small business so hard. We were in the borderline of losing what we had worked passionately and tirelessly for years. 
that actually was a wake-up call for us to reinvent ourselves. And while all stores were closing, we decided to open our flagship store as a quarantine project. I know it's a crazy quarantine project, <laughs> but we did it. Contrary of what everyone was telling us, we were like confident and sure that our shoes will sell by themselves once women started to try them on. And let me tell you, that was the best decision that we could have made. Through love and each other guidance, uh, we have adapted and grown a timeless label that provides value, comfort, and truly transcends beyond just handcrafted comfortable leather shoes. Also, I have to mention that online sales are amazing, and we love being able to expand our mission, but meeting people, especially for us coming from our background and having people try on the shoes has been one of the most rewarding parts. People always comment how comfortable, high quality and lightweight the shoes are, and you cannot translate that through a screen easily. The showroom space allows us to transport people to the world of Stival in New York and lets us to treat our clients as family members with love. In 2020, the quarantine, we will stay for days painting the walls, finishing the floors, building every wood shelf by hand and all in prayer and hope that once the lockdowns were lifted, we will be ready to come out of this event stronger than ever and supported by our beautiful community. That thankfully was the scenario. The people was truly supportive and we came out strong, full of ideas and we'd hunger to take over the world. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think especially because once the restrictions lifted, everyone just wanted to go out and like go shop again, like meet people again. And sometimes everything looks better online. I feel like you order clothes and then you put them on and it looks a little bit different or you, with shoes, especially you can't tell what the comfort will be like. And so it's actually putting your feet in it and like walking around a little bit to see what it feels like that will actually sell the shoes. So that totally makes sense. And like you said, building that community with your customers. I was wondering if you can tell me how your family and culture have shaped your business and the designs that you create. Family is everything to us, like literally everything. Our most recent collection is called the Origin Collection. And the pieces are named and inspired by indigenous culture of Colombia. We have extended our family philosophy to how to treat our NYC team members and our clients. It is important for people to feel secure and comfortable in a safe space when they are in and around Stifali, New York. Again, I grew up with many of the artisans in the atelier as well as with my father and grandfather working uh, next to each other. I mean, as a child, helping truly and playing. Everyone works together, and that is why Stivali means so much to us. It is not simply a business, but a legacy and true love. Love for our family, our country's history, our indigenous and pre-Hispanic background, and foremost, our love as a couple to build our home and make our, our dream a reality. The gold Stivali logo is inspired by indigenous patterns seen throughout history, such as in crafting and jewelry worn by ancient native tribes in South America. Our Bohemian chic styles draws from our Colombian heritage. I 
I love all the like thought and heritage that goes into it. It's just another way to differentiate yourself from so many brands out there that it's kind of just like a pretty shoe. There's nothing really more to the story. And so it's hearing um, like what drives the business from entrepreneurs like yourself that I think customers really enjoy hearing. What does your family think of now that you you're building a business that's really successful? I know at the start, they were a little bit apprehensive. What has the feedback been like since? At the very beginning, there was actually absolutely no support. They were mad at us. And uh, we were in Colombia. Yes, we were established, settled. We just graduated from university. So for them, they were more conservative about the idea of starting from scratch. But we honestly didn't earn our legitimacy at that point in Colombia. So moving, starting from zero and creating what we have done, not only in terms of business, but also as a couple uh, has brought that into us, um, that legitimacy. So I am sure they are truly proud and really excited about what we are doing. And the main difference is that how they see us. They used to see us as perhaps kids now, they see us as these entrepreneurs. Uh, entrepreneurs that truly made it. For parents, like to see your kids take risks, it's more scary for them because they don't have the same end goal that you're seeing. Um, but it's just like having the guts to go for it anyway and it ultimately will pay off. What is the process like for creating new Stivali shoes and where do you draw inspiration from? I know you mentioned your culture is a part of that, but can you tell me a little bit more about what the production process is like to bringing your shoes to life? Absolutely. And actually it has more value uh, after what happened in 2020 and what you were saying, people is more aware of small businesses and independent designers and different sources for crafting what they were. So it, it has given us a true advantage and we can give value to our clients, making everything in Colombia and the way we do it. We like to travel and get inspired by the actual world, cities, countries, and by the people and by what they are actually wearing. Of course, we love to merge research and fashion trends forecasts. Then it all starts with the ideas. Then we pick uh, a last, which creates the shape of the actual shoe. And then we begin to look for leathers, textures, and color combinations to put together our collections. And after we consolidate our concepts, we speak with the master artisans at our atelier, the true masterminds, honestly, behind the process of sourcing the raw materials and putting together the samples of what we were envisioning. This will normally go through two or three rounds of samples. And once we finally come together with what we truly feel represents what we have in mind, we put together a fashion campaign and we shoot the collections. Also, we really like to draw our inspiration from our culture and from New York City because we are living here and we see like people and women on a daily basis. So um, many of our designs are a combination of modern silhouettes with classic traditional sentiments. So we really like to be like, we really like to follow trends without being a hundred percent trend driven in other words. So what we create again, we aim 
everything to be aspirational, yet wearable, or in other words, practical. You want, we want our customers to be able to go to work and then to be able to be ready to go and have a cocktail, a dinner, or to do and do groceries, no matter what. And being based in New York City, especially here where people actually walk a lot, our shoes not only have to look amazing and unique and be a statement, but they need to feel much better. They have to be comfortable. Yeah, no, and I love the fact that just based on what I've seen, they're really modern, but they also look timeless. So it's not something that you're going to buy. And then like in five years, it's like out of style. It's just like those classic pieces that will always be part of your wardrobe and last you a really long time. Mm-hmm. You're not really spending with us. You are investing, investing with us and adding value to your closet and life. Yeah, so- that's a good way to look at it. Um, quick follow-up. What is the most fun part of that designing process for you? Like, is it picking the leathers or seeing samples or shooting the final collection? What do you each love the most about that process? Oh, hard question. I think everything. I love, I, I love literally looking at trend forecasts. I really enjoy like doing the, that research because we really like to design one year in advance approximately because we like 75% of our business, 70% of our business is wholesale. So we have to go to do some trade shows. So doing those like forecasts, like doing that that research for us is amazing just by looking at, oh my God, what is coming next year? Like, oh, this and this and that. Oh my God, no. And then our minds start to just like fly. And then we literally, I think that trends for me is my favorite part. I think, of course, at this point, you can tell we are risk takers. So <laughs> I think passion has a lot of that. Whenever you are creating a new collection, you don't really, you're not certain about what is going to happen. So that emotion, when you actually have the, the collection and you go uh, to launch it and see how people perceive it and how actually it performs, it is a really uh, fulfilling emotion. And especially when you compare it with how you are uh, growing up versus your previous collection and how you see everything is season up and season better and better and better and better and better. That's nice to look back on older collections. Like when you started, I'm sure every shoe for you has those memories, which is so cool as like a designer and business owner. Yes, yes. yes. Every single shoe has a story, actually. Luis, I know that you grew up with your family in the fashion industry, um, but I'm curious, was there anything that you were surprised to encounter as you both of you launched your own business in this industry? Everyone we met in the industry has shared priceless information and guidance. So we truly feel like we belong in this industry. Uh, The biggest surprise has been how helpful and supportive others are to us. Listening to feedback and advice are constantly trying to do better has been the secret to our success, I think. And also, as per the U.S. fashion industry, we started here with no knowledge about how things were working here. So that was the biggest surprise, (laughs) (laughs) figuring that out. People in the industry, other designers and different organizations like the FIT in New York, 
magic and coterie, the biggest fashion trade shows, large companies and smaller retailers that carry our label have been all really, really important in, in this journey and into helping us uh, figure out how to understand the industry and be competitive. I think we, we, we are really different in how we do business in, in the industry. And it's a combination of both of we, that we didn't have a clue of how it worked here and then coming up with ideas and giving the best we could. So I think actually we have a really good uh, competitive advantage in terms of logistics and how we do business that especially thinking uh, in terms of the retailers that carry our label. Can you tell me where your shoes are currently sold? We are in more than 300 boutiques around the US, Canada, Europe, Australia. So yeah, we're like putting the word out. As of 2020, 99% of our business was wholesale. Mm -hmm. That was the aha moment where we were, okay, we need to reinvent because we were at Cottery, February, 2020. And it seemed like they were paying us, especially Lina, for her and our label to be the face of the whole show. We were all over for them. And our booth, our latest collection, was killing it. And we, we, we couldn't handle so many people, so many labels from all over the world. It was crazy. But out of the blue, the best show ever, as of that point for us, became the worst. Because all of those deals we were doing and relationships became not only zero but negative because people were shot mm -hmm. they, they couldn't do business and we couldn't only but be understanding and getting everything back so it was really critical for us we had committed resources work time like for the rest of the world it was really challenging but it was really really uh, the aha moment for us to moving to reinventing ourselves and opening the showroom and addressing more direct customer business, which was the best decision ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I assume that's such a hard pivot to make, but it definitely adds another skill to you guys as an entrepreneur, learning how to navigate a changing business and a changing industry. I'm curious what else keeps you going when your business gets tough? Like, as you just mentioned, those times when you have issues with retailers or things go wrong, what keeps you going? We both come from humble, hardworking people who were never given anything for free, yet they successfully built their homes and businesses from scratch. They taught us to work hard for what we wanted, never to take anything for granted and be truly grateful for each person in our daily lives. Most importantly, they taught us that hard ethical work eventually blooms in beautiful and abundant fruits for everyone. We couldn't be prouder of our Colombian backgrounds and families. On top, our best fact is that we have each other mm -hmm. and our strengths and weaknesses are complementary to the other persons. So we have love and passion for each other and for what we do we are remarkably lucky for that i can like feel the love from here <laughs> across zoo i can feel it that is the idea <laughs> that is that is the idea with our shoes that yeah. feel that love. and not even our love which is like something like priceless for us but the love coming from all of those those artisans at the atelier 
like they really love and enjoy um, handcrafting shoes, which is like something beautiful. It is beautiful. It's just by looking at them, it's just like beautiful. Yeah, it's an art. Yes. What is next for Stivali New York? Can you share your ultimate goal for the business or any upcoming plans that we should know about? As we speak to you today, our atelier is working on an expansion. Our presence expands both nationally and internationally. So we are represented in over 300 boutiques in the US, in Canada, Ireland, England, France, Netherlands, Belgium, Spain, and Australia. I can go on. <laughs> Additionally, we sell direct to customer in our showroom in New York and online, of course. We have a flag, a nationality, a background, and families to represent. Stivali, New York has a voice, a character, and a story to share. That of Colombian families, immigrants all over the world, and entrepreneurs from the globe. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that answer. <laughs> Um, finally, I would like to close out by asking you to provide one piece of advice for the audience. So has there been, I'm sure there has been many, but can you tell me like a, a memorable moment in your career where you learned a valuable lesson on entrepreneurship that someone else could benefit from? Through our, our journey, uh, what we have learned is that every obstacle is an opportunity, always. We have grown the most through the hardest time and you must, you must look at problems as opportunities. Uh, we try to turn every single weakness into a strength. It is not easy at all, but just you have to be humble and down to earth. This is very, very important just by you have to be humble, definitely. I think there have been so many memorable moments from gifting Lina, for example, from the atelier over five years ago to having our first deal with a small retailer to the large one, then to opening our store in New York that was massive for us. We were awarded a mini MBA with the FIT and then with a program made by Macy's and Bloomingdale also. So there have been different milestones with different experiences, but I can consolidate everything and my advice will be about perspective. So to not give yourself a hard time, but perhaps, okay, things didn't work out, but it's amazing. You are learning from this experience and you can only do better from here. Actually, I remember, and this is an advice that Luisardo always tells me, the worst thing that you can do is not do something. Do whatever you want to do in your life with love and passion and just keep trying. Worst case scenario, things don't work out in between quotations, but you actually learned a lot mm -hmm. and you grow from there. One of my favorite quotes is there's no such thing as losing, just learning. And I think it kind of sums up what you're saying, which is like, you just have to have that perspective of things are going to go wrong in life all the time. It doesn't, you know, you can't avoid that. So you might as well just shift your mindset to look at it as an opportunity to grow and learn, which you guys are testament to that. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so We're much, excited. Valeria. Thank you so much for, again, inviting us and making this space available for people like us to share where we are going 
and what we have done and for people that want to learn like us we want to learn from everything <laughs> you are doing and the people you are speaking with so thank you thank you for creating this space and thank you so much for having such a beautiful <laughs> energy oh thank you yeah no this has been so much fun i'm i am personally so inspired by the both of you and i'm sure our listeners will too but uh, before I let you go, can you please let everyone know where they can keep up with you and Stivali online, on social media, and where they can go buy your shoes? So Instagram, Stivali New York, S-T-I-V-A-L-I, Stivali New York. The Facebook, same. Pinterest, Stivali New York. Stivali New York everywhere. So stivalinewyork.com for the website. Uh, 41 Broadway in Brooklyn, New York, in Williamsburg, if you want to have the full experience and let us host you. Uh, and of course, you are super invited please. to come. <laughs> I don't have a planned trip to New York yet, but if I do, I will definitely come by the storefront. I want to try on the shoes, check them out for myself. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Valeria. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Thank you so much to Lena and Luis for joining me on the podcast and thank you to everyone listening. I hope you join us next week for a new episode of Office Chats. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.